Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Meet the Founder, an Angel Notes podcast where we interview promising startup founders raising funds on the most popular crowdfunding platforms. Today we have the pleasure to meet the founder of Inamed, a startup raising funds on WeFounder to develop their at-home blood testing technology. First of all, thanks for being here today. Let's tell our listeners what Inamed is about. What are you working on? Yeah, thanks for having me, Manuel. So Inamed is focused on at-home blood testing enabling testing for patients in the home. Uh, We are developing a device that patients can place on their kitchen countertop or their bedside table and use to uh, access blood test results. Uh, Our goal and our first target market is to make blood testing easier for clinical trials. If you're a patient in clinical trials, a lot of times you need to be monitored for liver toxicity and kidney toxicity very frequently. Uh, cancer drugs, arthritis, IBS, IBD, um, a lot of these diseases and the therapeutics developed for them can affect your kidney function and your liver function. And so monitoring of those uh, organ systems is very important and is often done through blood testing. Right now, the process is very tedious. Patients have to travel to a laboratory or a hospital uh, to a physical location where they are exposed to potential diseases They also have to get a painful blood draw. They have to wait a couple of days for results. Uh, It's it's really cumbersome for patients. It's also suboptimal for the pharmaceutical company or the clinical trial organization because they have to wait for results. A lot of times patients are non-compliant or they drop out. So it's a huge problem and we want to solve it by putting a device in the patient's home and allowing the patient to generate blood test results in their own home for these clinical trials. In addition to the blood testing, the device is a IoT device, so it has cellular cellular connectivity, Wi-Fi connectivity, uh, Bluetooth, so it can send results to the cloud and share those with the investigator. It can also capture survey results, so it can ask the patient about symptoms and other information along with the blood test results. Our goal is to make it as easy as calling an API for investigators and researchers to request a blood test and access that data from the patient. So they have a button, they press the button, it activates, calls an API, Um, the patient gets a notification saying, hey, your investigator would like to see your liver and kidney test results, and the patient can perform their test at home, and that those results along with any survey results, questions, et cetera, um, can be shared to the cloud and shared with the provider. We're solving that pain point of accessing clinical data. And uh, last year in 2020, we generated 1.4 million in revenue through our pharmaceutical collaborations. And we're raising funding right now to uh, expand, manufacture, uh, and also achieve FDA clearance for our product, and then uh, launch it into the broader clinical trial market. So a very exciting year coming up ahead and uh, very excited to use the funds from this fundraise to execute on our vision. And what about you? What's your story and what inspired you to start Inamed? Yeah, so uh, my co-founder and myself, we met uh, in 2016. Um, we were working in the same point of care diagnostics laboratory at the University of Pennsylvania. We were both working on uh, diagnostics for detecting disease at early stages. Uh, I was working on a project for Um, detecting various types of uh, cancer. Anoop was working on a traumatic brain injury project. 
So uh, there are lots of uh, diagnostic applications that we were working on for detecting disease early. Um, we wanted to use our ex expertise and the technology that we were working on to improve the patient experience in the real world. Um, and so we founded the company uh, in 2016 and, and went through the Y Combinator program in 2017. Um, and our core focus has always been, how can we shift the patient experience to the home setting where it's more comfortable, more affordable, uh, easier, convenient, painless. Um, so we want those adjectives that are often associated with a seamless experience to be associated with the act of blood testing. And so that's what prompted us to found the company. And uh, we've kind of honed in on the pain point to this clinical trial market. Uh, but really, our application is uh, has you know value much beyond. So beyond clinical trials, if you look at chronic disease management, uh, monitoring patients with heart failure, kidney failure, transplant patients, um, all of those applications are valuable applications to our product beyond patients in clinical trials. So uh, there's a lot of value to what we're building. So at what stage is the company right now? Have you already manufactured the product? Yeah, so we're in the early stages of manufacturing. We are working with manufacturers in California, Pennsylvania, uh, to manufacture first article parts, first units of our product. Um, we've done, actually just last week, we completed a user study uh, with our product, um, going, you know, going to Cone Health Hospital in North Carolina and studying 18 patients as they interact with our product and uh, kind of noting down what they find compelling, uh, valuable, and what they found difficult about the process. And then, you know, modifying, tweaking the device a little bit to make that process easier, to make it more intuitive. Um, so after we make those changes, we're going to take those first article parts in manufacturing and then scale up manufacturing. Um, so that's kind of the next steps for us. We're aiming for FDA clearance of our product in the first part of next year, uh, 2022. And we are hoping to do the clinical studies necessary for FDA clearance uh, towards the end of this year. So that's kind of our time frame for launching the product uh, to patients. So you are focused on B2B right now, right? Yep, exactly. We're focused on selling to pharmaceutical companies and clinical research organizations. What is the business model? Yeah, so uh, our model is to have a subscription for pharmaceutical companies and contract research organizations. Um, if you are a, uh, you know, for example, a cardiovascular patient in a clinical trial that lasts 18 months, we would charge a per patient per month subscription fee to the pharmaceutical company for that clinical trial. So. For example, uh, if you have heart failure and if you are in a study for a drug for heart failure, uh, we would charge for every patient in that study, we would charge uh, an amount per month. Um, and that's our model for clinical trials. That model may change as we expand our business from focusing on clinical trials to uh, chronic disease management uh, and direct to consumer even potentially in the future. May I ask what percentage of 2020 revenue is recurring? Yeah, so none of 2020 revenue is recurring. We don't anticipate any recurring revenue until we are FDA cleared. Our revenue in 
journey was with uh, pilot projects, collaborations with pharmaceutical companies. So uh, it's more of initial research, initial deployment, um, and, and we expect that recurring revenue to really kick in after FDA clearance of the product. Okay, so would you please give us an overview of the unit economics? What is the manufacturing cost of a kit and what would be the selling price? Yeah, so uh, that information uh, for now we're hoping to keep uh, private. Uh, but, you know, in terms of the selling price, we're aiming for, uh, you know, $2,000 per month per patient. Um, roughly is the, the price point that we're targeting for clinical trials. Um, but that price point changes determining, uh, determined by the frequency of testing. So, um, you know, for $2,000 per month per patient, uh, that frequency might be, you know, 10 tests a month or eight tests a month. Um, but if your frequency is higher or lower, uh, we'll determine how the price point changes. That price point includes uh, a whole menu of tests. So um, it would include the kidney toxicity testing, liver toxicity testing, uh, a whole range of, of tests that you can run on our platform. Uh, so that's that's currently how we view pricing. Um, and you know, as we scale production, our cost of goods should come down, and then we can also offer more competitive pricing. Uh, for other industries beyond clinical trials. So for the direct-to-consumer industry, obviously consumers can't pay $2,000 a month out of pocket. And so we would charge a much more competitive price after we scale production and have you know, lower cost of goods. Um, so that's kind of how we view the unit economics, um, starting off with the clinical trial market and then expanding from there. You know, I review hundreds of pitches every month and one of the most trending types of business is at-home testing right now. DNA testing, blood testing and so on. So would you like to give us an overview of this industry and what's your position in the market? Absolutely. So the main players are Everlywell, um, you know, they're companies that do mail-in testing. So they mail you a kit. You do a dried blood spot, DBS, dried blood spot, and then you mail the kit back. Typically, it's a finger prick, and then you touch that blood to a, a wettable you know, fabric, um, and, and it's a dried blood spot that you mail back to the testing company, and they analyze that. The downsides of that modality is that it's great for direct-to-consumer, but it's not great for clinical trials. The reason is that Dried blood spots can't perform all categories of tests. It's very limiting in the types of tests that you can do. For example, measuring electrolytes like potassium, sodium, chloride often is uh, very inaccurate using dried blood spots. Also, the turnaround time is slower than preferred. So normally uh, they take a couple of days to ship the kit to you. You have to ship it back, which takes a couple of days. And then the analysis time is also there so the overall turnaround time is maybe a week or greater, which is insufficient for a clinical trial where they're trying to have results within a day or two. Um, we provide results within minutes. And so that's another disadvantage of the dried blood spot and the mail-in testing technology. Um, another issue is the during that shipping time, the marker that you're trying to measure can degrade. If you're shipping in hot weather, you know sometimes these markers have half-lives that can cause them to degrade within hours, if not days. 
Um, and so that quick degradation can result in uh, inaccurate results as well. So our solution tests at the point of collection. You collect the blood at home and test it immediately. Results are collected in you know, 10 minutes. Uh, the results are collected right after blood collection. And so the blood sample is more pure, more higher quality. We are also using a liquid blood sample so we can test for a wider variety of markers. Also, there's no cost of shipping. Typically, shipping a sample on ice, if you are shipping a liquid blood sample, is very expensive. Um, FedEx, UPS, if you look at their prices for ice shipping, it's uh, very expensive. And so we eliminate all of that uh, expensive shipping cost. Uh, we, we shorten the turnaround time for the test results. We have a large test menu, which we can offer. We also have uh, nine patents on our technology, which differentiates us, uh, makes us affordable, robust. You know, patients can leave the cartridges in their shower where it's humid, um, it, you know, in their bathroom where it's humid, uh, in, under their bed. You know, they don't have to maintain it in a fixed setting. And so for that reason, it's very robust, reliable. Um, it's also very easy to use and uh, it's very scalable. So our technology has a lot of differentiators compared to those existing kind of mail-in options, uh, you know, that are on the market right now. So the major goal right now is getting FDA approval by next year. What do you need in order to get it and what can go wrong? Also, as discussed before, you already closed four deals in 2020. So could you sell your product anyway without getting FDA approval next year? From the FDA perspective, we had a pre-submission meeting with the FDA. We've had multiple pre-submission meetings with the FDA. Their feedback is that we have to do two types of studies, analytical studies, which study the performance of our test results compared to the gold standard. In our case, we are using a predicate device, which is the Siemens EPOC analyzer. So we would run studies comparing samples that are tested using our device and testing using that predicate and show that the results are comparable, equivalent. And then the second category of studies are human factor studies, which basically we need to show that patients with a high school level of education or above are able to read and follow the instructions and perform the test. Those are the two categories of studies that we need to perform, analytical and human factors. Total, we are planning to enroll 100 patients in our studies. We have a uh, the hospital sites that we want to do these studies at identified and we are aiming for FDA clearance in the first part of next year. In addition, uh, like you mentioned, we can generate revenue prior to FDA clearance by collaborating with pharmaceutical companies on pilot programs. These programs would be for retrospective studies. We would do these studies under IRB approval. Uh, institutional review boards that uh, uh, look at our research and um, basically allow us to perform studies uh, and, and use that data retrospectively. So, uh, you know, data would be collected, uh, perhaps blood testing using the gold standard would be performed simultaneously, and uh, our data would be used retrospectively. It wouldn't be used to make treatment decisions, but it would be used afterwards, after the fact, in order to uh, you know, potentially develop models, data models, algorithms, uh, 
those or as just an exploratory study to uh, determine the mechanics and the processes best to deploy our product. So those pilot studies can be used to generate revenue, but the real revenue growth unlocks when we achieve FDA clearance. Speaking of liquidity, what is your current barn rate and how many months of runway will you have after this race? So after this race, we'll have about a year of runway. We are planning to raise a Series A round of funding later this year in the fall, maybe early winter. That raise will support uh, expansion of the company, FDA clearance of multiple products in the pipeline and sales and marketing growth. So that FDA, that uh, Series A raise is planned for fall or winter. This raise right now will help us complete manufacturing and start some of the FDA studies. Uh, and so we're really excited to close this raise. One of our main focuses with this raise actually is software development. Right now we are hiring a head of software engineering as well as uh, looking for software contractors to help us build the software aspects of our product, the APIs and the web platform for accessing data. Um, and so that's something that's also going to be a main focus of this upcoming, uh, of this current fundraise that's going to be closing at the end of May. Okay, so moving forward to the last question. What do you believe is the biggest risk for the company? What can go wrong? From a business perspective, our biggest risk is a timeline risk, being able to do things quickly and move through the regulatory process quickly. We are tackling this timeline risk by raising capital to accelerate progress. The more capital we have on hand, the faster we can manufacture, the more people we can hire, and the faster we can get FDA-cleared products. Our goal is to have four FDA-cleared products in 2022. That is an ambitious goal, but it is a goal that we can achieve if we raise sufficient funding. So the timeline risk is the biggest risk, and, and we are mitigating that risk by raising funding, hiring, and moving quickly. If we can achieve several FDA-cleared products in 2022, that will put us in a good spot from a competitive perspective. We can offer a comprehensive solution for clinical trials, and we can rapidly start capturing the market. We can then also expand into other markets from there as well. So that is our main uh, focus, is accelerating development and FDA clearance, and that's why we're raising funding. Great. Thanks very much for being here today and answering all our questions. I'm sure all our listeners will be excited to check out your campaign on WeFounder. Yep, appreciate it, Manuel. So, yep, you can find our campaign on www.wefunder.com slash inamed, I-N-N-A-M-E-D. And you can learn more on our website, www.inamed.com. So, appreciate everyone for listening, and thanks for the time, Manuel.